0: Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Baseball Buds Podcast. I am your host, Richie. Joining me today, as always, is Matt. Today is Sunday, June 27th, and we're recording a little bit earlier, so we won't be able to touch on any of the Sunday's games. However, we have a good show for you today with some injuries, prospect updates, and then we'll go over some pickups and streamers for this week. But first, Matt, how are you doing? How are you feeling?
1: What's going on, everybody? I need a big day out of Garrett Cole, you Darvish. And Tyler Malley. I'm down about 50 points and uh, I'm playing the guy that we just talked to last episode. So I think all of you are probably rooting for me as well. Just kidding, Reed. But yeah, definitely excited to uh, get off work in about 10 hours here and check to see if I won or lost.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm currently up by 20 in our matchup. However, the person I'm playing has Sandy Alcantara against the Nationals and Eduardo Rodriguez against the Yankees. And I have Ross Stripling against the Orioles left. So I'm really hoping that um, I can squeak out a win here. Um, it's going to be the first time where I haven't even either been blown out or I blew somebody out. So it's going to be the first nail-biter for me. But let's get into it. Um, We're going to go over some news and notes. Uh, The first one is Mike Soroka re-tears his Achilles after walking into the clubhouse. sounds like he's going to be out again next year, so I I just feel bad for the guy, honestly. Jesse Winker left Saturday's game with a hip contusion he's listed as day-to-day but it is noted he's not going to be in the lineup sunday when asked about it he said he thinks he's fine and it just got dinged up a little bit but it was on a ground out so i'm a little hesitant about that eric fidi was placed on the 10-day il with an oblique strain Michael Fulmer was placed on a 10-day IL with a right cervical spine strain. That doesn't sound good. Cattell Marte left Saturday with an unknown injury, but it should be noted he missed the beginning of the season with a right hamstring strain and then last week had some left hamstring issues. Bryce Harper left Saturday's game while limping after getting hit in the calf by a Jacob deGrom pitch. It was about 91.6 miles per hour, so we'll see what his status looks like. Willie Calhoun, this is a heartbreaker. Fractured his left forearm after being hit by a pitch, unknown how long he'll be out. Expect him to go on the Tendai IL soon. And then Corey Kluber, they just announced he will not be expected to return until September now. He's out with that shoulder strain. Um, We'll take a break here on injuries, but Matt, what what are uh, some things that stick out to you out of these notes? Is poor
1: Willie Calhoun... Ever going to have a chance to play a full season like this guy? Every year we pick him up, you know, we hope for a breakout, and boom, he breaks an arm, or he did he break his arm last year? Like, what the hell is going on with this poor guy? So that's probably that's one of my more sad ones. But I think the Soroka injury is devastating. Um, when I first saw it, I kind of like chuckled because I'm a dick, and I was like, oh, well, I saw that coming, but. From a real baseball fan perspective, you know, not being someone that rosters him, it doesn't affect me in fantasy, but it is really sad. He was one of the best young arms in the game. He had played formerly for Team USA, if I remember correctly, or Team Canada, and just an immense talent. And uh, I think he'll be 24 by the time he steps on a mound again. And I don't know if this was a situation where the Braves rushed his rehab early on after the, the first surgery, which caused the second surgery, which ultimately led to the tear. But it's very sad for fantasy owners. I'd say in Dynasty Leagues, you have to hold on to him, uh, see where his status is going into next year before keepers lock. If he looks to be pitching and ready to go by maybe midseason next year, if that's kind of a timetable, you've got a guy that I still feel like has you know immense value. Uh, moving on from that, Bryce Harper, I think, again, this is just one of those years where he's always going to be hurt. And Winker, I do expect him to be fine. This might cool him down a little bit, though. Anytime you lose regular reps on the field, uh, it does take you a little while to get that sight line vision back.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. This just is not Bryce Harper's year. I personally am worried about Jesse Winker just because he's on my team, and it's Jesse Winker, and we know he has injury concerns, but we'll see. I'm um, being hopeful. I don't anticipate him to be in the lineup this week, but I'm hoping we get some updates before lineups lock for those weekly leagues um, come Monday morning. But moving along, Buster Posey was out of the lineup Saturday and appears to be out of the lineup again today with lower back tightness. TJ Antone went back on the 10-day IL with right forearm strain. Carlos Carrasco threw off a mound for the first time in over a month, so we'll see how that goes. Chris Sale was slated to face live batters yesterday. I did not receive an update to see how it went, but that's promising news. Uh, Marcus Stroman is expected to make his next start after the MRI on his left hip came back clean. Zach Plesac is slated to make a rehab start in the coming days at AA. Mark Cano was placed on the 10-day IL with a left hip string. Aaron Servale was placed on the 10-day IL with a right finger sprain. And Lucas Sims was also placed on the 10-day IL with a right elbow strain. So a lot of IL uh, stints coming along. Matt, what do you see here?
1: Well, I watched the game, actually, that Lucas Sims and TJ Antone pitched this week. Uh, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. Lucas Sims came in in the eighth inning to lock down. I think it was a four-out save. And he looked terrible. Excuse me. He was hanging pitches. He was leaving fastballs up in the zone right in the hitter's wheelhouse. He couldn't locate a pitch. He walked some guys. They yanked him out of the game. Uh, Obviously, later this week, we found out that Lucas Sims has a secondary elbow issue, which he also had in spring training. So, obviously, that's why he pitched so poorly. But the terrifying thing about all of that was TJ Antone was just coming off the IL. They rushed him in the bullpen to get him in to replace Lucas Sims. So I think TJ Antone's forearm strain probably fired back up because he literally had to just like ratchet it up and go. He had no choice. I mean, you could tell Lucas Sims was going to completely blow this game. So both of these injuries were also the most reliable pitchers in that bullpen, at least from the right-handed arm side. They're now going to lose Lucas Sims and TJ Antone, I'm expecting, if not for the rest of the year, most of the year. They're going to have to be very careful with Antone coming back. And then Buster Posey... This is kind of the downside of rostering and having a 34-year-old catcher. I have him in my most prominent league, and it's a big blow. But at the same time, this is what we know from Buster Posey. He's only going to play three, four times a week max. Being out of the lineup Friday, Saturday, Sunday definitely hurts in points leagues when you may lose by, you know, two to five points. Posey could have been the difference maker. But that's why you're rostering him, right? Because for the most part, he is better and more consistent than all of the other catchers that are currently on the waiver wire.
0: Absolutely, and I think the biggest takeaway here is with that Reds bullpen, you're losing Anton, you're losing Sims. It appears that Amir Garrett's going to be the next guy up, but we've been down this road before. I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds go out and make a trade for one of uh, the top-tier relief pitchers out there come the deadline. So maybe if you need a Band-Aid, go and get Amir Garrett, but I wouldn't be looking long-term for that. And Buster Posey, depending on how bad it is, maybe we see Joey Bart come up. Just something to think about.
1: I have one, well, let's more th- move. one more thing to add. Oh, um, I actually did look into the Chris Sale outing yesterday. Uh, he only pitched 15 pitches, actually a little bit lower than they had originally expected. There wasn't anything negative attached to that. Uh, for me, at least, it was concerning if they had him slotted for, say, 25 pitches and he had 15. I don't necessarily know the details, but Alex Cora did come out and say that it was nothing big and he expects uh, Sale to pitch against live hitters in Boston this week and follow that up with a rehab assignment and assignments. Um, so hopefully you know they maybe he was just hot or dehydrated or he saw a hot girl in the stands and was distracted who knows
0: All right, let's move on to some prospect updates. The first one I have is Grayson Rodriguez went five innings, only allowed one hit, one walk, over five scoreless with eight strikeouts. But I think the most notable thing is in this outing, he threw a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, and it actually broke the glove of Adley Rutschman. I saw a picture of it, and his whole webbing of the glove is just ripped apart, so I thought that was kind of cool reed detmers a little bittersweet outing here for him he had 16 strikeouts however he did give up five earned runs and seven hits but it came with only one walk for double a so he's showing that strikeout potential but it seems he's still got a little bit to work on Mick bell the phillies prospect went five innings with eight k's no hits no walks and no earned runs for low a and uh i think his ringer went off in the background sound wake up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the next one we have is Adley Rutschman hit another home run and is up to 12 for double A. I think it's time to move him on up, but maybe they just want to keep him as the pitch for Grayson Rodriguez move them up together. That wouldn't be surprising for me. Bobby Witt hit another home run and is up-to-12 home runs and also hit a double in that same game. And then the Brewers' Garrett Mitchell has two home runs over the last three games for high A, and his slugging is now up to 541. This is a first-round draft pick for the Brewers. Uh, we'll take a quick break here, but Matt, what do you um, see out of these first uh, half of prospect updates we have?
1: Yeah, I think I think you're probably spot-on with the Grayson Rodriguez and Natalie Rutchman pairing. I think that this is their number one pitching prospect, obviously, and their future franchise player in Richmond, right? This is obvious across baseball fields. Um, I would ex- expect them both to make the big leagues together. And I think it's really good that Ali's catching him, right? How many aces in this league do we know of that have a secondary sub-catcher catch them, right? Garrett Cole much uh, often prefers uh, Higashioka. And, I mean, this is countless. Uh, Darvish in San Diego prefers um, the guy that was also traded from the Cubs just so he can continue to catch Darvish. Like These guys pick on their catchers that they love, and they stick with them. So if they can have Grayson and and this Rutschman combo paired up in the minors, that's going to be perfect for them when they hit the majors. Uh, Reed Demers reminds me a lot of what uh, Tarek Skubal was doing in the minors. Tarek Skubal was striking people out at an alarming rate. He was not allowing the runs. But when you saw uh, Scooble get to the majors, he didn't have the same ability he had in the minors. He's just starting to find that rhythm. So I would expect if Detmers was called up by the, uh, by the Angels, he's probably going to suck. He's probably going to get absolutely crushed. If he gets an out, it's probably on a strikeout and everything else is going to be in the air. So I think he really needs to figure out how to locate a little bit better, how to really control the mound. But these 16 strikeouts are showcasing that even if it takes him a little longer to develop... He's going to get there. Um, Abel for the Phillies, one of my favorite pitching prospects in the minor leagues. Actually, he was drafted last year. I think this kid's going to be an absolute stud. I do think he's at least three years away from making the major leagues. Um, And then Rutschman and Witt, we love them, right? They're prototypical blue chip prospects. Um, Garrett Mitchell will be a superstar in Milwaukee, all-around player. Great for categories leagues if you're in dynasty leagues and you do not have Garrett Mitchell yet. And it's a category-based league, go trade for him, sit him on that uh, prospect wire within your roster and just wait for him.
0: Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but Reed Detmers always was listed as a high-floor guy, um, kind of a lower-ceiling guy. But I think we're seeing the opposite here with the 5 and runs We're showing that his floor can be lower than what was projected. But then with the 16Ks, his ceiling is higher than what was projected. So um, kind of a a project, if you will, as – terms of analysis go for me i'm kind of watching every one of his starts uh and fine-tuning it and seeing what i like and don't like from it but let's move on catcher prospect for the mets francisco alvarez is on a six game hitting streak he went nine for 20 in that span with seven extra brace hits nine runs but only two rbis Edward Cabrera, a guy I really like out of Miami, in his next outing out of Double A, he went 6 innings, no earned runs, no walks, only 3 hits and 9 Ks. I wouldn't be surprised if he moves up to Triple A after his next one or two starts. Kate Covalli also had 11 strikeouts on Thursday night, and now he has 88 strikeouts over 52 and a third innings pitched. It's time for him to move on up. Graham Ashcraft for the double or for the Cincinnati Reds, I should say, had a complete game shutout, nine innings, two hits, no one runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. And this was his first start after getting promoted to double A on the season for his whole minor league this year. He's got 47 and two thirds innings pitched with 63 strikeouts, 13 walks, a 189 ERA with a .9 whip. Um, so this is somebody who I didn't really necessarily have on my radar, but he's caught my attention after this complete game shutout. And then the last update I have is Marco Luciano hit his ninth home run for low A. However, he is only batting 268, but he does have a 539 slugging. So I'd like to see his average get closer to that 290, 300 before he gets promoted to high A. So I kind of threw a lot at you, Matt. What do you see here? Yeah, I want to
1: mention one other player before I kind of touch on a few of these guys. Um, Gabriel Moreno for the Blue Jays. We spoke on him a few weeks ago. He's now up to eight home runs. He's still batting 373 with a 1.092 OPS. This could be our next Gary Sanchez call-up. You know, late in August, he might get called up, maybe mid-August for the Blue Jays. Um, it might just come out of the gate swinging hot. He has only played in 32 games, but I think it's important just to keep an eye on him. This is probably the best catching prospect outside of Joey Bart, and he's performing at a level that is giving me confidence. Again, Joey Bart's not going to have the consistent playing time once Posey is, you know, quote-unquote, healthier. So Gabriel moreno is a got to keep an eye on. Um, from this list, though, I mean, I think Cavalli is probably the shiny uh, piece of silver here. He's the guy that everyone's going to want. He's a little bit older, obviously, playing in the minor leagues at that level. I think he should be moved up to AAA sooner than later. He's obviously now dominating Double AA. Uh, Marco Luciano, you and I have talked off-air. We expect big things out of him. That two sixty eight average, I think, will just continue to climb. That power, obviously, is showcasing that he is obviously the power hitter we expected. Um, and then Edward, Edward Cabrera, right? Good to see him healthy. We want to see this continue. We want to see his strikeouts continue to climb. But I, I definitely think that he's an arm that will be ready for the major leagues, if not come at the end of this season, definitely day one next year.
0: Absolutely. And the one thing I forgot to mention with Kay he did have four walks and two earned runs in that outing that I mentioned with 11 strikeouts. I'd like to see the walks a little bit lower, maybe one or two. But hey, you're not going to complain with 11 strikeouts. Let's move on to the last subject we have for today, and that's pickups and streamers. We'll go over some pitchers first. This is somebody who I off the air was talking with, um, one of our friends about, Zach Thompson. Zach Thompson, uh, starting pitcher for the Miami Marlins. In a points league, he is RP eligible in ESPN, which is huge. uh, I've been struggling with the relief pitcher role, so I actually went and picked him up for $5.00. since getting called up to the majors, he's got 18 innings pitched, four earned runs, 15 Ks, and 2 or 2.0 ERA and 1.0 WHIP. Um, in his last outing, he did uh, strike out 11 Nationals, and I'm hesitating here because the 15 Ks I have, I think, is incorrect, and that might not have been updated with the 11 strikeouts so I'm going to go ahead and say he's got 26 strikeouts Um, but definitely if he's available in your league I think he's only about 10 to 15 percent rostered in ESPN if you're hurting that relief pitcher I would go and grab him if you can however if you don't um, Jose Alvarado over the weekend was named the Phillies closer after Hector Naris was struggling but it should be noted that the last two outings did go to Hector Naris. so I don't know what's happening in Philly somebody I would pay attention to Jose Alvarado does have a lower ERA, but he does have issue with walking people. So we'll see what happens there. And then some double starts that I uh, pulled up for you is Jameson Tyone. He's got a double start against the Angels and the Mets, both at home. Caleb Smith, uh, starting pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, is at St. Louis and San Francisco. He's kind of a dice roll. He's either going to have a great game or he's going to fall apart. And then the next one here is kind of questionable. Joe Ross, starting pitcher for the Washington Nationals. He's playing against Tampa Bay Rays at home and the Dodgers at home. I say he's questionable because every time he plays a bad team, I feel like he has a phenomenal start. And when he plays against good teams, he has bad starts. So both the Rays and the Dodgers are good teams, in my opinion. Dodgers just got Cody Bellinger back, hit a walk-off homer um, in the bottom of the ninth last night. So... Um, the Dodgers aren't this triple-A team. They're starting to get a little bit healthier. Um, is, what do you see in these pitchers, Matt?
1: Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. These guys, this weekly streamers for guys that are currently available on the waiver wire on double starts, huge question marks, right? Caleb Smith playing St. Louis and San Francisco, both top tier teams. Joe Ross playing Tampa Bay and L.A., two teams that are on fire, two teams that are starting to figure out the offense. Wander Franco did come up this week, obviously, and didn't perform at a level that we expected him to. Um, But he's now in that Tampa Bay lineup, just bolstering that run support that they've been giving their pitchers. And I think Jamison Tyone, we're still waiting for him to refine his form from 2018, 2019. You know, we're kind of waiting, giving him that time to knock off the rust. Uh, He did have a good start in his last appearance. But the previous three appearances were not very good, so Jamison Tyone this week he gets to face two teams that are uh, hit or miss. The LA Angels can either be great or they can be really bad, and the Mets same thing. So I definitely think the best one to pick up here is probably Tyone, but uh, I I would not personally pick up Smith or Ross unless it was a deeper league. Um, but hey, you know streaming options are streaming options for a reason.
0: Yeah, I do like the Tyone one. In his last outing, he did go six and a third with one and run, two walks, and six strikeouts. But it was against the Royals, so I'd like to see a couple more good starts from him from some of the mid-tier teams or some of the better teams just to, to prove that he's figuring it out. But Let's move on to some hitters. Uh, briefly touch on one at each position. Um, there's not too much out there, but Reese McGuire... Catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays has been filling in for Danny Jansen over the last five games. He's batting 437, 7 for 16 with two runs over the last five games. If you're desperate, if you're dealing with a Buster Posey injury and there's nothing out there, maybe somebody you can ride the, the hot hand and see if he can keep producing. First base, we got Christian Walker. He has two home runs in the last three games. Jonathan India, somebody we've been mentioning, still not getting love, only about 50% rostered in ESPN. He's got three multi-hit games in the past five outings. Not going to give you any power, but those multi-hit games are good for categories and for points. Third base, Wilmer Flores. Honestly, in ESPN leagues, he's got position eligibility everywhere. He's on fire as well. 388 average, going 7 for 18 over the last five games with five runs, three home runs, and five RBIs. Shortstop, I feel like we are beating a dead horse with this one. Willie Adames batting 315 over the last five games, going 6 for 19 with a homer, three RBIs, and a run. And then lastly for outfield, more of a categories type guy, but Miles Straw. He's not going to give you uh, much power, but he'll give you average. And honestly, If you can find any Astros player that's hitting right now, I would scoop them up and just ride that hot hand. Those Astros are on fire. Matt, any of these guys you like and anybody that uh, I might have missed or didn't bring up that you want to tell the listeners?
1: No, I mean, I feel like this list, now that we're getting into July, um, obviously being next week, is going to continuously be the same. Hopefully, next month we've seen Willie Adamas' uh, roster rate climb. Hopefully, we've seen Jonathan India's roster rate, rate climb. Christian Walker obviously had that great 2019 season. I don't expect to see him continue to replicate that again, playing on the worst team in baseball as well. Uh, and Miles Tries, you said, right? He's getting on basic scoring runs. He's definitely going to add those counting stats for you. Reese McGuire, again, a nice catching option if you're really struggling. But overall, I mean, these guys are meant to come and fill a role for you for this week or next week, possibly. I think Adamas in India might be the only guys that stick on your roster.
0: Absolutely. All right. Kind of a short episode for you guys today, um, but we'll have more for you next time. Um, take care, guys.
1: Bye.